Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hey everyone, Ellie here wishing you a very happy summer Friday. I know I say this every week, but I'm going to say it again. It was another crazy week in legal news. Thanks for all your feedback to last week's piece, by the way. I found it really interesting. I think it was a challenging piece, and I was really interested to hear a lot of your responses. As always, I do love to hear reader and listener response, so please send me any thoughts, questions, or comments to letters at cafe.com. Anyone who has tried to put a toddler to bed understands the exasperating, charming, inevitably futile nature of the exercise. Every night as a parent, you resolve, tonight we're enforcing the routine, no dragging it out. Every night, you fail. There's always one more book, one more question about life, one more trip to the bathroom. About a decade and a half ago, when my son was that age, (laughs) we nicknamed him This is so silly, but we did. We nicknamed him Tom DeLay after the then prominent congressman from Texas for the pun of the last name rather than for the policy positions. Oh, great. Representative DeLay says he needs more water in his sippy cup before bed. And if you're wondering whether this is what passes for humor in my house, yes, it is. I had a flashback recently when my four-year-old nephew stayed over. He was masterfully pulling all the levers, each time teed up with an irresistible one more thing. Every time we'd agree, one more game, one more story, and so on. And finally, we said, okay, one last, one more thing. He thought for a moment, and he made his ask. A movie? Hey, shoot your shot, kiddo. In many ways, putting a toddler to bed on time is like trying to hold the line on a trial date when a defendant wants to, well, delay, sorry. Just as it's frustratingly easy for a kid to drag out his bedtime, so too can any half-skilled defense lawyer find some justification for postponement of a trial. We need more time to review discovery. We need an extension to file motions. A key witness got sick. One more thing. When Judge Eileen Cannon set a late May 2024 start date for the Justice Department's trial of Donald Trump for mishandling sensitive documents and obstruction, it was technically a split decision of sorts. Special counsel Jack Smith had requested a December 2023 trial. Trump's team countered by asking for a trial date in, well, never, or at least some unspecified time after the November 2024 election. On the surface, May 2024 might seem like a midpoint, but any experienced prosecutor can see the writing on the wall. And I assure you, Trump's team was high-fiving when the ruling came down. As the deeply experienced criminal defense lawyer Shan Wu said recently in a segment we shared on CNN, I could get that trial date adjourned in my sleep. Indeed, Trump's team will have plenty of opportunities for strategic foot dragging. Judge Cannon's order lists 33 intermediate deadlines relating to handling of classified documents, discovery, motions, and other pretrial processes between now and that trial date. If and when any of those dates gets pushed back, then everything behind it slides as well. And while Judge Cannon's schedule is detailed and clearly delineated, it's easy to see where some deadlines are more aspirational than practical. For example, 
Judge Cannon gives the parties about five total weeks from early November until mid-December 2023 to file briefs and litigate motions. Trump surely will challenge the constitutionality of DOJ's search of Mar-a-Lago. He'll contest the grand jury's piercing of the attorney-client privilege and seek to exclude evidence of his communications with his lawyers. He'll allege prosecutorial misconduct, and he'll argue that the special counsel law itself is unconstitutional. These motions vary in their merits, tending towards the thinner side, but they're all complex and they may require evidentiary hearings by the court. I see no way they get briefed, argued, and resolved in just over a month. And if Trump manages to get any of those issues taken up on appeal, which is not guaranteed because it can be difficult for a defendant to be heard on appeal during the pendency of a case before trial, but if so, then that's a multiple month setback. When doing the calendar math, we need to consider the Mar-a-Lago trial will take at least six weeks or so. Jury selection, complicated by the presence of the most famous and polarizing man on the planet at the defense table, will take longer than usual in federal court. Even with their fairly streamlined indictment, the prosecution will take multiple weeks to present the evidence and to absorb cross-examination from Trump's defense team. Trump can then put on a defense case, if he'd like, followed by a rebuttal case from DOJ. And after all that, and closing arguments and jury instructions, then the jury deliberates. And as it currently stands, we've got not one but two defendants going to trial, Trump and his valet, Walt Nauta. Prosecutors or either defendant might seek to sever Nauta for a separate trial, but if not, multiply all those defense opportunities by two. So even if the late May trial date somehow stays in place, any way you slice this, it's going to take all of June and well into or through July as well. Well, you might be thinking that'll still allow for three months or so before the November 2024 election, but we need to be realistic here. We are simply not going to have a criminal trial conducted by the Justice Department of one candidate seeking to imprison, yes, imprison the other candidate during the general election season on the eve of election day. And keep in mind, early voting begins in September 2024 in some states. Forget about November, September 2024. There will not be a criminal trial in September or October 2024. No reasonable judge would countenance that for fear that the pending election might influence the jury one way or the other. At the same time, a verdict delivered so close to the election would be politically explosive, no matter how it comes out. And by the way, for anyone rooting for and assuming a Trump conviction, imagine for a moment the impact of anything less, including a hung jury, which could vindicate his claims of victimization by a weaponized Biden Justice Department. The risk runs both ways here. And so we're left here. It's a light lift for Trump's team to get that May 2024 trial date bumped back. And they don't have to get it moved far before they wind up in a red zone that likely will necessitate postponement of the trial until after the election. Now that Trump apparently is about to be indicted yet again, or maybe even has been indicted between the time I record this and you hear it, this time for his effort to steal the 2020 election, we have to wonder where that trial might fit in. As things currently stand, there's simply no room on the calendar before the 2024 election. The Manhattan DA's hush money case, remember that one, is set for trial in late March 2024 into April. And then we've got the Mar-a-Lago trial blockading the summer, May through July. If anything, a trial over Trump's effort to steal the 2020 election will take even longer than the classified documents case. The fact pattern likely will be broader and more complex covering the actions of dozens of people over many months. They need to start the case in January 2024, or realistically earlier, to get it in before the Manhattan DA's case in March. That's simply not happening. Five months is nowhere near sufficient prep time for Trump and his team on that one. 
And there's no way it can slot in after the Mar-a-Lago trial in the fall. If it starts then, it might well run into and past the actual election. The only hope for any new indictment seeing the light of trial before the 2024 election is if one of the other trials moves, and by a lot, as in moves out until after the election altogether. Jack Smith has the ability to prioritize between his own two cases, though he'd need a judge to sign off on a motion to post one of them for the benefit of the other. And Trump, as the defendant, would have a say too. And then there's the Manhattan DA still occupying a key swath of the calendar in the spring. He too could agree to move off his date to accommodate one of the federal cases, but there's no current indication that any such moves are in the works. This boils down to a math problem. We now have more indictments than realistic trial slots. Something's got to give or else we run the risk that neither of DOJ's federal cases gets tried before the voters cast their ballots. Prosecutors have painted themselves into this corner by taking inexcusably long to charge. I'll spare you. You're well familiar with my usual rant. And now they've left Trump just one more, one more thing away from dodging the consequences before the 2024 election. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe and stay informed. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.